0: Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. It's another five-minute English lesson. I introduced the concept of fluency one topic at a time a few episodes ago in our first five-minute English lesson. Achieving fluency in English is a great goal to have, but it's hard to measure. Many people don't know what it looks like or feels like when they get there. It's hard to reach this goal when you don't have a plan or a series of stepping stones to break up the learning process. But this isn't the case when you tackle fluency one topic at a time. When we break the learning process up, you'll get the direction you need so it's much more manageable and fun if you learn and internalize all of the must-know vocabulary in this lesson, then you should be able to discuss this topic with a highly proficient or native English speaker. I've gathered the vocabulary, collocations, and expressions you need to talk about this topic at depth. This topic is not easy listening, this is advanced. So as a free listener, I suggest you listen to this topic with patience. You may need to listen to it more than once. Then I suggest you take the time to transcribe it. Then look up any of the words you don't know. I recommend you discuss this topic with your language teacher or a speaking partner. As a premium member of the CanLearn English Academy, you not only get the transcript and a list of the must know vocabulary with the definitions. You also will have vocabulary exercises and listening comprehension questions. We also discuss the topics in the podcast in our weekly speaking classes, which occur two times a week over Zoom. So if you're interested in joining my academy and becoming one of my students, then you can go to canlearnenglish.com for more information. Today's fluency topic is very Canadian. In fact, this is a symbol of the Canadian identity as strong as hockey or Tim Hortons. It is a typical summertime activity as Canadians flock to the lakes, but it also has deep roots in Canadian history. Our fluency topic today is the canoe. The stereotypically Canadian canoe is a red four and a half meter long boat. 100 years ago, it would have been made of cedar and canvas, but today it's more likely made of fiberglass or aluminum. It likely has two seats and its occupants propel it with long single bladed paddles. Why is the canoe a symbol of Canada? Well, if you roll out any map of Canada, you'll see countless lakes and rivers. These were Canada's original highways. Long before Europeans arrived in North America, Indigenous people had a long history of using canoes for transportation, communication, and trade. Explorers and traders carried on this tradition and used canoes to explore the lands. The canoe has long been associated with the fur trade, as it was used to transport people and beaver pelts across the vast land. The largest canoes during this time required eight paddlers and could carry the equivalent of two modern-day cars. The world's first canoe factory was located in Quebec and began operations around 1750. Today, canoes are widely used for competition and pleasure those who canoe are generally thought of being closely connected to the land and wilderness. There is nothing more Canadian to me than taking out a canoe on a lake first thing in the morning. Recreational canoeing has a history that started over 150 years ago. The epicenter of this was in Peterborough, Ontario. This is a city about an hour and a half drive from Toronto. The early settlers bought canoes from the Indigenous people and then later manufactured their own boats. You can even explore this history further at the Canadian Canoe Museum in Peterborough. As much as canoeing is a part of Canadian history and identity, it isn't without a complicated past. At the same time, the European Canadians were taking to the waters in canoes appropriated from Indigenous people the state was introducing the Indian Act of 1876. This was a series of laws aimed at destroying indigenous cultures and assimilating the First Nations people into mainstream culture by implementing residential schools and eliminating their culture and language. The canoe has been both a symbolic and physical tool of settler colonialism. With hundreds of national and provincial parks and the largest surface of freshwater on the planet, there are no shortages of places to canoe in Canada. If you Google popular canoe spots in Canada, you'll receive over 6 million hits. On the west coast, you can canoe with views of the Canadian Rockies in the pristine glacial-fed turquoise lakes. You can also canoe the Rideau Canal in Ontario from Kingston to Ottawa and paddle part of Canadian history. The Rideau Canal, which was opened in 1832, was built so military supplies could travel between Ottawa and Kingston in case of war. A place that is almost on every list is Nahini National Park Reserve in the Northwest Territories. It is claimed to be the most iconic Canadian wilderness experience. It was made internationally famous by the former Prime Minister of Canada, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who thought that the Nahini River was the greatest river in Canada. If you're new to canoeing or you've never done it before, here are a list of the top tips. Make sure you and your partner paddle on opposite sides of the boat This keeps your canoe more stable. Paddle in sync with your partner to find your rhythm. This ensures that you are maximizing your forward momentum. You can call switch to regularly change sides. Wear your life jacket, otherwise known as a personal flotation device or PFD. 75% of paddle sport-related drownings were found with no personal flotation device. If you're planning a long canoe trip, you also might want to practice getting back into your canoe in the event that it capsizes. There is apparently something called the Canadian re-entry technique. However, I'm not an expert, so you best have a trained professional teach you what you should do in case of a canoe emergency. Also, know your limits. You need both a map and a sense of adventure before you head out on a canoe trip. Make sure you've planned your distance before you go. Novice paddlers typically cover three kilometers an hour on flat water. And experienced paddlers can cover five to five and a half kilometers an hour. That's it for our fluency lesson today. You now know the must-know vocabulary to talk about canoeing, Canadian canoeing. This was a very fun episode. I myself love to canoe and I hope you have the opportunity to try it yourself if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you leave me a review for this podcast. I love reading your reviews and it helps me get this podcast to other students so we can help out other students as well. Thanks so much for listening and until next time, bye-bye.